I want to teach you a simple trick to take control of your thoughts and your feelings and make you more resilient to help you reach your potential and grow and live a life with passion. There's one voice we can never escape, it's our own. It's always there buzzing around our head like a bee with an attitude. And if yours is anything like mine used to be, I'm surprised I was even able to function back then. That voice though is important because it tells us stories about who we are, who other people are, what the world is about, and how we should feel about those things. If that voice is broken, however, and it's feeding you disempowering messages, then guess what? We become weak and disempowered. The way we communicate with ourselves influences our thoughts, influences our emotions and our feelings. If your voice is telling you how crap the world is, you're gonna feel lousy about it and your life. But by getting a hold over that voice and using the right words, you can change how you feel and start taking control over your life. The more control we have over our lives, the better. It brings more fulfillment, it brings more passion, it brings more growth. We suffer not because we can't control others, it's because we can't control ourselves. Marcus Aurelius said that it's not uh, outside events we have control over, but our own mind. And when you realize this, you will find strength. Have you noticed that the people who seem to want to control the most, the control freaks, they actually seem to have the least control over themselves. This simple process will hopefully help you take control over your life. Just before you get into the beating heart of the process though, do yourself a favor, get a pen, and a piece of paper and write down five tasks that you have to do this week. It can be any task. It can be a one-off task. It could be a task that you do regularly. It could be something like paying a mortgage, taking the children to school, going to the gym. Just write down five tasks. Now, looking at that list, what words or images come to mind? Are there any that you enjoy doing or are they all a bit more of a chore? If you're going to rate them on a scale of 1 to 10, from 1 being least inspired to 10 being most inspired and motivated, how would you rate each of them? Which ones have you put off for a really long time? I remember a while ago I put off a task that took 5 minutes for nearly 6 months. The words we use to communicate, even with ourselves, determine how we feel about ourselves and our lives. So I've got a quick question for you. How much control do you have over your life? How much control do you have over your circumstances? Do you get to choose what you do during the day? What happens on the weekends? Do you choose how you make money? I know you might not like the word victim, but if you think you have no control over your life, you're essentially a victim in your own life. It's the other people who decide what happens to you. I'm here to show you that it doesn't have to be that way. To help you get control over your life, to help you see that you can decide in your own life. People who walk around with a victim mindset accept that their life is just how it is and it's never going to change. They believe that society has been set up for them to lose and others to win. When something bad happens, people with a victim mindset tend to blame others. And when they blame others, they don't look internally to see what they could have done better. In the end, it limits your potential. If you believe, that anything you attempt, anything new, will end in disaster. Why are you gonna try anything new? It's the, you, it's the power to make a difference that you don't believe you have. Basically, 
life ends up happening to us. We don't decide what happens even in our own lives. We give away ownership of our lives to whatever happens to that day. If it rains, it's gonna be a bad day and I'm sure you know people like that. That lack of control can make people depressed. If you believe you have no agency in your life, what changes are you really going to make? Really? If you think you have no control, you wouldn't believe you're capable of even making minor ones. Maybe one of the reasons you feel your life is static is because it's unchangeable. You don't have the power to change it. Your changes are due to your environment and not because we decided on an action. However, we can choose to be either the victim or the owner in our lives. Victims are victims of their circumstances. With this mindset, the weather, a missed bus, or even a broken pen can decide the entire day. On the other hand, owners own their life and their circumstances and they see the choices that they can make every single day. This simple process to change your thoughts can begin by exploring the language you use when talking to yourself and to others. A simple conscious change will allow you to see just how much control you have over your life and when you realize what you can control you can start to make changes. As you go higher up this ladder you take great control over your life. The bottom level, that's the place of victimhood, of being controlled by outside forces. There's little personal growth and life lacks any meaning or purpose. As you reach the higher levels, your motivation comes from inside. Life will have purpose, passion and growth. Using more empowering words will help you realize your power to modify your life. Everything you've learned about your life, everything you've learned about your life, your agency to make a difference and your potential to follow your dreams can be transformed. It's possible to rediscover your lost passion and it all begins with realizing the choices you have every single day. Have to is the lowest level. It's the level of victimhood. From here we tend to see life as happening to us Everything we do is because we're obligated. From here, we become stuck. I have to go to work. I have to pay the rent. I have to visit my parents. I have to lose weight. I have to, I have to, I have to. If it's something you have to do, are you going to enjoy it? Are you gonna find passion or inspiration from it? It's something that you likely haven't chosen if you have to do it. I run a free meditation workshop at work. And because I was concerned about the well-being of the staff and not some financial incentive, I was really passionate about it. But if the boss had asked me, you have to run this group, I probably wouldn't have felt as inspired to do it. When we use have to, we are victims of our environment. If the boss wants us to do something, we follow his order, but we feel miserable about it at the same time. We won't make any changes because we don't believe in our power to make them. We do things because we feel we're forced into doing them. A good question to ask yourself is, is it true? Is it true you have to lose weight? Using the words have to suggests that you are coerced into losing weight as though there is no alternative, like there is a gun against your head. But is it true? The truth is you don't have to do anything you just don't like the consequences of not doing these things. A slight shift in language to ought to whenever you feel 
or whenever you say have to, could change your mindset. Ought to might only seem like a semantic change, a slight change in words, but it's a step that begins to give your life some ownership. It can help you understand why you do the things you might dislike. When you say you have to pay the mortgage, you declare that you are forced into the action as though the government or some external body has made it mandatory. But making this small change, you realize that no one but yourself is making you. You ought to pay the mortgage because you want somewhere to live. You ought to take your children to school so you don't get in trouble. The small change makes us less of a victim but we still get our motivation from everything outside. Other people might still direct our actions, but we are not forced into it. We do things because we fear the consequences. I ought to go to work because I'll lose my job. Losing your job is the consequence. It's better than have to because that often comes without the consequences. It's just because it's mandatory, it's obligatory. We can further empower ourselves though by taking one more step up from ought to to need to. When we use need to, we place less external pressure on ourselves. It's another small reframe. At the need to level, we at least fulfill one of our basic needs. It could be the need for companionship, food, love, or something else. You need to go to work because you need to feed yourself to survive. This level is more empowering though than the levels below. Although at this level we're still victims of our circumstances, we get some justification because we can see one of the essential needs that it fulfills. The next step though, the next step on the ladder, that's the breakthrough point. At the next level, the motivation can start to come from within and that's using want to. By using the word want instead of need or any of the lower levels, we begin to be led by our internal thoughts. I want to live in a beautiful house, so I have to pay the mortgage. I work to make money because I want to buy good things. Can you hear how that is more empowering? This change will help you take ownership of your life. As a result, we might be more able to say no to people who ask us to do things because we don't want to do them. That's not gonna happen at have to or ought to or need to. The problem with this level is that our wants tend to be decided by things that we see externally. Wants can be created by advertising and what your neighbor's got. You may want the latest iPhone because you've seen the advert. Maybe you want a faster car because your neighbor recently upgraded and you don't wanna be driving your old one anymore. It's all about competition. That is why this level will make you feel better but it won't necessarily make you feel happier. When we're governed by our wants, we're a slave to the next fashion or trend, and having the latest thing won't ever feel as good as we imagined. There is a happiness deficit with want. That's why we need to take it up another step, the step to greater control, the level of desire. Our desires are different from wants. A desire is more internally motivated, not externally motivated. It's about who we are as a person. It's about our values. They have a higher purpose than just acquiring things because you saw them on an advert. Using desire is not about being a victim of our circumstances or envy. I mean, if we re-examine the belief that you have to take your children to school, by rewording the action and evaluating your values about what's important, 
You may instead say you desire your children had a successful life and a happy childhood. Instead of seeing it as a chore of taking your children to school because you are obliged to, it becomes an action that fulfills something deeper within you. Maybe the value of learning, that's important. Security is another value. You might desire security. You can achieve security by having a career that pays well and a home that affords you a place to call your own. This is way more self-empowering than have to. I'm following my deeper desires because they match my values and that will make me happier. The next step though, that is where true empowerment comes from and that's the level of choose to. Choose to is where you begin to realize your potential and you make changes to create the life you want. We all have a choice, no matter where in our life that is. No one can force you to do anything you don't want to do. You are your own person and you can decide your own life. There is power in a choice. The manager cannot force you to go to work, the bank cannot force you to pay your mortgage and your parents cannot force you to listen to another story however hard they try. You choose to do these things. Sure, you won't like the consequences if you don't pay your mortgage, such as losing your home. However, if you see it's a choice, I'm choosing to make these payments, your feelings about making them will be more empowering. You're choosing to make payments because you have agency in your life. You control your life. And if you don't like that choice, well, now you see it's a choice and you're going to do something about it because it is a choice. There's a great book called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. He was a prisoner in Auschwitz during the Holocaust. He witnessed some of the most unimaginable things. He witnessed torture, starvation, brutality, the like of which the world had never seen. One of the important conclusions in his book is everything, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. The choice you make that takes account of your values and your desires will make you happier. At this level, you are entirely self-directed and empowered. If you feel empowered, you're gonna to begin to make choices that impact your life positively. You won't, like, wait, you won't wait for life to happen to you. Instead, you'll realize that you own your life. You are the power in your life, but this isn't the ultimate level. There's one more level, and that's the power and the level of love. If you realize you have a choice in your life, then find a way to love it. By choosing to love your actions, you'll feel better about yourself. You can find aspects of anything you love. Maybe at the moment your job makes you miserable and I've been there, but how about all of the elements, your colleagues, your workspace, the time to listen to music on the journey, the coffee shop in the morning, the money affords you to live. When you can find the things you love, you can start searching for more of that. It will put you in a better mindset and the mindset of an owner, the owner of your life. When you own your life, you start controlling your life as you see fit. You're finding what you love about the choices you make and you feel better. If you can't find things to love, looking at your life from a new perspective can help. Imagine that you are somebody else, 
looking on at your life. Take their perspective. What might they say that they can love about your life and you could be thankful for? The more you use empowering positive language in your life, the more natural it will seem. Sometimes it might seem like a leap to go from one level to another to another, but you have to take your time and do it gradually. At other times, it can be quite natural to go from have to to I can see my choice and then I'm going to love my choice. If you feel it seems like rubbish, you probably aren't going to give it the energy and appreciation it deserves. Attempt it and love it and see what happens. Good luck and please let me know how it goes below. Thank you.